This is Gary W. Johnson, a.k.a. The Venice Gentleman, coming to you with something that would inspire, empower, and motivate you to be a better person and a better version of yourself. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say I found that we've got a viewing audience that has grown, and I'd like to give a shout-out to Australia, Brazil, Singapore, Poland, the Netherlands, and Canada. Of course, you know everything is going on here in the United States also, but uh, I'm pleased to know we've got uh, a listening audience in these other places too. Uh, today, I've got someone that's uh, impressed me since I was a teenager, uh, my first cousin, and uh, I wanted to talk to him and have a conversation with him uh, because growing up with him, I've seen some of the challenges that he's met head on, and he's always been inspirational to me, and he's empowered me probably in ways that he probably don't even know. I share some things with him. Um, he's motivated me and been very instrumental in me being the man that I am today. Uh, right now, I'd like to introduce him to you. His name is Don Harris. I call him Big Don. How you doing, Big Don? <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm fantastic. You know, I'm always good when I talk to you. I don't care what my day is like. I wake up and I see another day. I'm excited to see another day. I'm glad about that. And I'm already feeling uh, like I'm up on top. But when I talk to you, it's like ascension. <laughs> it always takes me higher. If I'm ever in a blue funk, I might not call you and tell you, hey, man, I'm in a blue funk. I'll just call you and talk to you, and when I get off the phone after talking to you, I've been elevated. So you take me out of that blue funk, whether you know it or not, and sometimes I'll do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, Dunn, I just want to share uh, some of uh, uh, your thoughts, and I know that uh, with some of the things you've experienced, like from, you know, your early childhood and things like that and, you know, coming from uh, a place in Dallas uh, that was a very tough place to grow up, uh, and people that are in the Dallas area, they know it's one of the toughest areas in Dallas, and you grew up and didn't have, like, a big brother to go fight for you and do this, yeah. and it wasn't like, you know, you were seven feet tall. Uh, in yeah. fact, uh, you know, uh, I remember when we were growing up that uh, my mother used to say sometimes, uh, Donnie, Gary's catching up with you. That's true. Donnie, Donnie, Gary's a little taller than you now, Donnie. Donnie, yeah. he's a little yeah. taller than you. And uh, so the thing of it is, I said that to say this, regardless of my statue, regardless of how tall I've gotten, and, you know, of course, you know, people that know, they know I'm taller than you. Right. Uh, but, man, regardless of how tall I ever got, I always look up to you, and I appreciate you for what you've done for me and inspired me from a young man, uh, you know, to where I am today, and I appreciate that. Uh, but, Don, do me a favor, man. When you were going through some things, man, like at an early age, uh, without having that big brother to go to and to lean on and that sense of security and growing up in West Dallas, a tough place, uh, what are some of the things, man, that inspired you to be able to meet your challenges head on. Tell me some of the things that inspired you. Well, Gary, Gary first I'd like, <laughs> like to thank you for all those very kind words. 
that you've shared with your audience about me, and uh, I really appreciate hearing it coming from you. You've told me on many occasions uh, those very things, but for you to blast me out like that was, was, was thank you so kind. Uh, Gary, now looking back on my life, a uh, very, very interesting uh, life I've had. And uh, as you said, growing up in West Dallas, it was a lot of great challenges. And uh, for some way, somehow, I always have had the mindset. I'm a guy that always had imagination. I've always had an imagination about things. I dreamed of things as a kid. I'm talking four and five, ten. I've always dreamed of doing other things. And my surroundings by... Me being born in West Dallas, I was born in, I wasn't born at Parkland, I was born in West Dallas on a street called Main Street okay. in 1950. And okay. uh, yes, and uh, we came up in a rough area, rough society. My sister, who is older than I, I never had an older brother, uh, older nothing. You know, it just always was me. So I learned and taught myself how to survive. And one way was me making friends. And, and, and another thing, Gary, that was so important in my life, I've never been afraid of change. Because right. we moved around a lot in West Dallas. We went through a lot of changing communities. I learned how to, to make friends and to, uh, and to survive. As, as a teenager, I learned uh, to – I've always looked up to guys that were older than me. I was, right. That's who I wanted to run with because they could teach me something. My dad left when I was four years old. He'd come around and pick us up, me and my sister, and take us with him, and we go stay all night with him. But I've never stayed in the same house with my dad that I can remember because okay. he left when I was four. So I had to get on a journey to educate myself on how to survive. My mother, having raised five children by herself up to a point, and uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, I had to get to a place to where I, I had to establish an identity. Being in the rough part of West Dallas growing up as a teenager, you know, there was a lot of fighting going on, a lot of, a lot of craziness, man. You know, people getting killed a lot. West Dallas right. was a... Sir? I said right. Oh, yeah, yeah. West Dallas was a bloody place. Matter of fact, one of my friends, he uh, saw I working at the library, and he did some studying on West Dallas. West Dallas has been bloody ever since the 1800s. West Dallas was a place where cowboys came in that part of Dallas. They were the, 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 the bad cowboys, the killers, the murderers. They would come there to hide out. As you know, as, as well as I, the body and Clyde. But they, they come, they lived in West Dallas. Clyde was right. buried in West Dallas. His father still have a station. It's an historical marker on Singleton. It's still standing. It was a, West Dallas was a tough spot. But, but through the help of, and the guidance of God, you know, we was able to make it through there, not knowing where I was going. As I said, I've always had an imagination. I always wanted something. I always was something I was looking for and not really knowing what it was, but it was for something better, whether it was dressing. You know, when I was coming up, guys used to dress nice. Well, I wanted to dress nice. Guys used to have money. I wanted to have money. I started working at a young age, started caddying at the golf course when I was uh, 12 or 13. I think I was 13 when I started caddying. I used to throw circulars. I always wanted to make money. I always had the knack to hustle. 
didn't never, never fall in love with money. I never fell in love with money. I loved what money could do. It could help me purchase things. It could help me buy stuff. It, I could go buy ice cream off the ice cream truck if I go cut a yard or two, you know. I could, I could buy me some marbles. I could buy me some spinning tops, you know. We used to spin tops every Saturday. And I've always had ability to hustle and to want more. And I think that was the, the reason of my survival. And I knew I was in a dangerous spot, a dangerous place. You know what, Gary? Coming up, I never got jumped on in West Dallas, ever. Ever. Okay. Never got jumped on. Guys wanted me to be in their gangs and stuff. I never got in gangs. Why would I get, I couldn't figure that out. Why would I get in a gang and follow you and I already know you? Now you're going to tell me what to do? No, let's just stay friends like this and I can go my way, you go your way. You right. know, I'm not interested in jumping on people. That's not my thing. I never have been interested in hurting people. So right. I learned, Gary, to imagine the good things in life. As I said, I had a big imagination. Uh, I wanted nice girlfriends, the pretty girls, you know, I grew up with, with that type of thing. And, uh, so my imagination of, of doing better and uh, my mother, as I said, bless her heart, love her to death was my greatest, greatest friend in the world was my uh-huh. mother. You know, she, she and I were tight, you know, my, my sisters and other sisters and brothers went to stay with other relatives for a year, a year or two, they'd be gone, but I never left. I left one year when I went to stay with Big Mom. I think you remember that. I was right. in the second grade. That's the longest I've ever been away from my mother at any time. We stayed there for a year in the country, and I, I learned country life. And uh, so my mother was my, my pride and joy. Okay. And and I was able to deal with the streets. Now, I, I, mind you, I turned 14. Let's go to when I was 14. Okay. I've I, I learned how to get through the neck of the streets and become popular with people at school uh, and stuff like that. But then I had tragedy in my home, which changed my life. It changed my life forever. Uh, my mother, who I said, she, she, she was doing the best she can with five children. Right. And uh, she decided, Gary, that she wanted to get married. And she, she met this guy. He was a preacher. And uh, when he came into our life, Gary, things changed. I, I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't understand this guy. My daddy never whooped me. My mother whooped me every now and then for throwing rocks, hitting guys upside the head, you know, and, and doing stuff, going playing football, which you told me to stay at the house. You know, I'm out there in the streets, you know, playing football, going to the swimming pool. You know, I was just disobey right. everything. But I didn't mind my mother whooping me. But when this guy came in, she wanted to marry him and da-da-da, so she married this guy. That just tore our whole family up. Right. I was a pretty good guy, Gary, coming up. I was good in school. I was a B student up until the ninth grade. I was, you know, I was very, I, I loved to read. I was an adventurous type of guy. You know I was adventurous because when I right. got with you, man, you and I used to walk the <laughs> We used to walk creek bottoms, and that's why I liked you, because you weren't afraid of nothing. You, you, whatever I said, let's do, you was ready. Let's do it, man. You know, we would go on adventure trips, and I've always been adventurous like that. But right. he, this guy came into my life, and, and not in my life, because I never did really understand what is his position. And my right. mother married him, and I said, wow. But anyway, things changed. I played basketball at school, and we was on the winning team in our class. And this guy told me we was at a very important game because we had won every basketball game we played for three years in a row. And this is our last game. I'm starting. And he told me I couldn't go. 
Ain't nobody never told me I couldn't go. My mother let me go. Who are you? And uh, so I went anyway. And he going to whoop me. I said, whoa, you gonna, what you doing? So this guy, long story short, came in and just kind of disrupted our family and our structure. Right. And, uh, and my mother, I don't know what happened to her. She changed. Later on in life, I found out what it was. I hope we have enough time for me to even mention what, what happened to her. But anyway, my life changed. This guy started whipping me. I didn't tolerate that. Boom, boom, boom. He wanted to change my name from Harris to his name. Uh, You're not finna change me from no Harris. You, I'm a Harris. All my people know me. Oh, my daddy come from a big family. I'm a Harris. I'm gonna stay a Harris. I'm gonna right. die a Harris. Now, now I went along with that little old game. I'm 14 years old. I played a little game with him. Yeah, you can call me Timothy. Yeah, I like Titus. You know, I went through the road, but all the time I had a plan. I had a plan in my head to get out of this house because you ain't gonna be whooping me. And taking my money, that's another thing. I used to go to the golf course in Caddy. He had moved my, ooh, this is a sad story, y'all. He had moved me out of our house in the projects to his house. Right. And then he and my mother lived in the house in the projects, and me and the siblings lived in his house. He made us pay rent in his house. Wow. And my mother's putting up with this. He was taking all my money from the golf course, so I had to start stealing for myself. If I went to the golf course and made eighteen dollars, I told them I made fifteen. I kept three for myself because you you know, you ain't finna do me like this. You know, I might be young but I ain't dumb. Right. So I talked to one of my aunts and telling her what the changes we were going through in life and you know, I done handled the streets now. I got the streets. Now trouble and come into my house. You know what I'm right. saying? So this right. is what is going on? So anyway, Gary, long story short. I ran off from home when I was 15. I didn't know where I was going to go to live. I didn't I didn't care. I wasn't going to stay up under this regime. I'm not going to stay up under what this guy is, is spitting out. So I said, I'm getting out of here. Now, mind you, Gary, here I am. I'm a B student in the ninth grade going to the 10th. I'm going to go to the high school. I ran off from home September the 15th, 1965. I was 15 right. years old. I left home, and my aunt, I spoke to her a couple of weeks earlier that I was going to do this, and uh, she said, she said, where are you going? I told her, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't, she said, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to tell you to leave, but if you leave, you got somewhere to stay. Well, I didn't know how long I was going to stay with her. I don't know what she, right. you know, I don't know what she was really trying to do. So I told her the Saturday before I left. She is the only person that knew I was leaving, not my sister, nobody. I, I kept this to myself. I've learned that through life, through coming up in West Dallas. Some things you don't just let everybody do. You have to make your move anyway. Right. But we used to steal and stuff. You know, you can't tell nobody for to make a move. You know, if you see it, you right. got to do it. You ain't got time to talk about it. Do it. Right. <laughs> you know. So anyway, I left and I stayed with her. But uh, my mother was turning, her birthday was coming that next year, 1966, March the 16th was her birthday. And I had bought her some stuff, Gary. And my aunt and I went over to take it. Well, see, mind you, when I left home, I wasn't running away from her because she and I were tight, I thought. Right. And, but when I got ready to take her this stuff, I bought her with my hard work money, with my money. I went and bought her some stuff, and I took it to the house, me and my aunt. My aunt liked to broke down and cried. I walked to the door, and she came to the door. She didn't even open it. She was peeping out. I said, my dear, look, I done bought you something for your birthday. She said, I don't want it. I said, what you mean you don't? My dear, I don't, what you talking about? What, 
boy, that changed my life, Gary. My whole life changed. At that minute, everything went out the window. The education, because I was doing good. I'm staying with my auntie now. I had me a job. I started being a bus boy. You know, I got me a job. I'm making better money, a dollar, $135 a week. I thought I was as high cotton, boy. But that changed me, Gary. I wasn't on no drugs. I wasn't on nothing. I was a good guy. But right. when my dear told me she didn't want my stuff, I said, wow, man. My dear, you know, that's my life. This this is my buddy, you know. And that killed me. And my aunt didn't even talk to me as she took me to school. She didn't say a word. She just, she was just laughing. I think she was more hurt than I was. They said, wow. that. So from that day forward, Gary, I turned into a different person. I was not the same Donnie no more. I'm Don Harris now. I'm Don. I'm Don Harris. I turned into a straight-up thug. I turned, I mean, flipped. I started stealing, sucking glue. I was sucking glue. I was drinking syrup in school. Syrup is a, is a narcotic that we used to drink back in the day. Uh, they called it Ruby Tulsa AC. We called it Jolly. You know, it was, it was, we had a jolly good time. But I was sniffing glue at school. I, I was threatening to get turned in, but nobody never would do nothing because they knew it was something wrong, but they did not, the teachers did not know what had happened. They said, something wrong with you, and we, they couldn't figure it. I wouldn't tell them. Right. So I didn't care. You know, I, I, I didn't care about nothing. You know, I, the guy trying to get me to start shooting drugs, I wouldn't do that because that was, uh, I don't know nothing about that. You know, right. I don't want to shoot. They had me, man, 16. 17, them boys tried to put a spike in my arm, but I wouldn't do it then. Right. Until one of my friends, uh, who was very close to me, he's deceased now, he and I was together downtown. We put that shirt talking. He said, Don, let's go hit this here. He had some, we called it Velo back in those days. Whammy. Right. Whammy. We, he wanted to shoot. I said, man, I ain't need to, Don, you got to do this, man. You got to do this. This is the lick, you know. So right. we was in HL Green. We went up there and we hit it. And I said, oh, man, what is Man, I'm feeling cool all over. I said, what in the world is this? People, I was strong. I was gone. I did right. not curl. I was stealing. We were, yeah, we ray feeling, you know, we going in those stores just taking stuff, you know, and it just, it, I was just a different person altogether. But, but through it all, you know, with the, with the help of a guiding light that helped me, you know, that, that steered me. And and, right. and 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 I said, you know, it's got because I always thought, Gary, that I wouldn't live to be twenty three. Right. I don't know why twenty three was my mark because okay. of the things I was doing, the things I was involved with. We were still in cars. We were just doing. I like went to prison for for auto theft. Wow. But by matter of fact, I took the case because back in you know back in the day, you didn't snitch on nobody. When right. you done something, you just did it by yourself. Right. You know. And to this day, the guys that I was still in cars with, the case that I caught. They never got caught. The people that police had me, they thought I was the leader. I yeah. wasn't the leader. I was just the only one that had a car. That's how they caught me. I got right. a car for graduation from my dad, bought me a car. And when we, we was already still in car, but when I got my car, now we got something to transport the goods in, the tires. Right. We go and strip it. We, <laughs> and so somebody wrote my driver's license number down. I mean, not my driver's license number, but my car uh, number. And the police was able to track me. As a matter of fact, they didn't even, police didn't even know this, Gary. When they stopped me, I already had stolen stuff in the car. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, man, they finna search this car. 
And the partner of mine was with me. He said, man, what's going on? I said, man, I don't know why they turned around. Anyway, they didn't even look in the car because I would have called another case. But they just wanted me. And when they got me, they took me to town. But anyway, I got out of there. I almost went to prison, scared my dad and them half to death because they had me in jail so long for the case. But the Lord, the Lord blessed me in that case to get a probated sentence. And uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I didn't even live out all of my probation. They took me <laughs> off. They saw I was doing stuff right. My life changed. What? My life went in another direction. I said, this is not me. I got out of West Dallas, got away from that environment, and changed right. environments. And uh, and like I was like I was telling you, I always wanted to do more and be more and have more. Right. And uh, I got to working, and, and, and I said, wait a minute, this time for me to make a change. So I made a change, changed plans, changed directions. And and, right. and I can tell anybody this, Gary, you can change if you want to change. True. All okay. you have to do is make up in your mind and say, listen, this is not me. This right. is not, I want something better. I want a good wife. I want to change. I want to sit down and, 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 and be somebody, you know, right. you know. And, and then I should start surrounding myself with people that was going in a positive direction. And right. they say, you know, a lot of Gabe, you know what? A lot of my friends from West Dallas, they thought I was going to the prison because right. I got off the scene. I was gone. Right. And they uh -huh. thought I was in prison, you know. Say, man, when they saw you coming, you, when you come on, come on from where? I ain't been nowhere. Been, you know, when you get out, man, get out of what? I ain't been nowhere. But uh, but I just want to say, Gary, that, that, that life is, is, is it, those were some trying times. But life has been good to me. I'm 70 now. I didn't think I would live to be 23. And, uh, and you know, and I've always been a reader. I, I love to read. I would get high sometimes and go to the library. I always have had a library card, even when I was bad. I always right, kept right. a library card where I could go to the library and read. I've always been a reader, a reader, right. a dreamer. I wanted the pretty wife. The pretty, I never wanted to be married, but I wanted me some twins. I wanted some twins, and I wanted to be single. I wanted to have a bad pad. Those were my <laughs> dreams. You know, I wanted to you know, have on a smoke jacket, you know, with the pipe in right. my mouth. That was, right. that was what which is nice apartment, you know. But uh but but life has been good, you know, and, and I try to inspire people whenever I can that, that you can do better. I got a lot of recognition from the school. I'm a bus driver. And a couple of years ago I was on channel five came and interviewed me, channel thirty three, channel eight came out to the school where I work because I'm motivating children, I'm pushing them forward. Uh, to be better, to do better, go to college, have something, because I miss my opportunity. Yeah, right. you can pull it up, Gary. Oh, you put Duncanville High School bus driver uh, right. with the chess game. I was teaching kids how to play chess. Matter of fact, Gary, the chess set I borrowed from you, I took it to the school to teach one guy to play. <laughs> I ended up having 15, 20 of them. Girls and boys coming around the table learning how to play. Some of them could already play because I want to inspire other kids to 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 don't miss it. I missed right. it. I missed right. it. I missed right. it. But it's but the thing about it, it wasn't over. You can always start over again. Right. You can stop right. the chapter. You can stop right. that chapter in your life. Just make up in your mind. In regards to what the stepfather did, what the mother did, because he never was my stepfather. I got to say that. <laughs> but but the man, you know, regardless of what has happened to you in life, 
You're in charge of your own destiny. You right. have to dream. Come out of West Dallas or come out of your bag. You know, change environments, change friends. I right. did those right. things. And I got people. I was going to start surrounding myself around people that was doing things, that was having the Cadillac, shiny car, good job, look at this guy. You know, right, and, right. Some of, and all people that were successful didn't go to college. True. Some true. of them had their own trade. Some guys were barbers. Some right. guys learned barbering in prison. And now true. they got cars, they got, they had Gucci bags and everything else. You know, because <laughs> they learned the trade. You know, so don't let, you know, sometimes people say, well, I didn't go to college. I can't right. make it, you know. No, right. you can make it if you get it in you. That's where it starts. A lot of people in college that went to college are homeless. A lot of people went to college are silly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of my... You're okay. I'm sorry. Did I go into no, it? That's okay. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, I just want to inject something and you said oh, something about uh, a person said, uh, I can't do this and I can't do that. Um, just something that I remember experiencing when I was a small child. Mm-hmm. I was probably about eh, no more than six years old, possibly seven. My mother had bought me some kind of toy or something that I was supposed to be putting together. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to put this toy together. I'm getting frustrated because I just can't seem to get it right. Now I'm wanting to tear it up. I'm wanting to cry. You know, didn't cry, but I mean, it almost brought me to tears. I was so mad that I couldn't get it done and accomplish it. And so uh, I, I told my mother, Mom, I can't do it. I can't do it. She looked at me. She mm -hmm. had a stern look on her face. I mean, she kind of twisted her mouth to the side a little bit and looked at me with, like, killer eyes. And she mm -hmm. said, boy, don't say can't. Don't say can't. <laughs> and, I mean, ever since then, my mother said that, I never uh -huh. said I can't do it, that I'll try. And uh -huh. in growing up, you know, some of the challenges you face uh, help make you be the man that you are. And uh, I'm going to say this also, not just where you are now in life, but growing up. You mm -hmm. never know who's watching you, and True. you never know who you are inspiring. Because I was one of the guys that was watching you. I was okay. one of the guys that you were inspiring. With what you went through to me, like a rejection of your gift was a rejection of love. And that was right. like the ultimate, like, slap in the face, like, wow, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. this is my mother. Right. Yeah. You rejected me, yeah. gift. you rejected my love. It's like, well, okay, I don't care about nothing in life now. My own mother don't want my love. You know what? I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do that. Right. And your whole thought pattern changed. And I thought about something else you had said a few minutes ago, you know, about people when a person changes their thoughts, they change their destiny. And it all starts from within you. Nobody can do it for you but you. Your thought pattern. When you change your thoughts, you change your destiny. You change your thoughts when your mother rejected you. You change your yeah. thoughts when you miss going to prison. You almost went to prison. You change your thoughts. I can remember when I was in high school and you were over to our, our home one day and you were looking through a magazine, an Ebony magazine, and you're looking at the little college queens and things like that. Yeah. I remember you told me, you pointed to your brain, you said, Gary, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. <laughs> and, you know, that imagination, 
because I'm looking at you and you inspiring me and like you're my older cousin and I'm like you're taking me under your wing and teaching me how to dress and do various oh, things yeah. and reading and your penmanship was excellent. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm like, wow, your penmanship. So a lot of things that you did inspired me that you probably don't even know about, not aware of, you know. But you told me back then, you said, I am a thinker. Right. And I and I took that up myself, and I said, I'm a thinker. The reading, I started reading more. There was an uncle, Uncle Murray, that lived with us oh, yeah. for a while. He had <laughs> books. They were self-help books. I wasn't even aware of it. I just picked up the books and started reading them. Mm-hmm. I remember one of them was Winning Friends and Influencing People. You know, <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. And another one was like uh, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And as a teenager, I'm just picking up these books, reading it, but it helped me develop to be the man that I am today. And with your life lessons and what you experienced in life, you know, you always were a person that was always like uh, coming to the top and rising to the top. And I saw you face and meet challenges, and, you know, you've always come to the top, always. And at that same time, when you're doing things, you know, I'm trying to do things too, but I'm looking at you. Never will forget when uh, I was 19 years old and I decided I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. You were taking me to the, uh, 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 the the place where you get your tuxedo, the formal place. And... Uh, mm-hmm. You told me on the way, as you were driving the car, taking me there, you said, Gary, you're a man now. Be a man. In all things and at all times, be a man. And when you did that, that was almost like you buying before a king or something, and he's taking a sword, hitting you on your left shoulder, your right shoulder, and I dubbed thee a man. You told me whoever came into my house, it didn't matter who it was. That's your house. That's your domain. You run that. You rule that. Don't let anybody come in your house and take over your house. Be a man. Stand up for anybody to come through your doors. You know, and I did. But those were the things that you did for me. And then not only that, when it was like things that was going on on the streets, you made me be streetwise. The things mm-hmm. that you had gained from the streets, you taught me. You didn't want me to walk around being naive and gullible and green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you did that for me, that put me in another realm of life. It put me in another realm of life. And uh, I have a great appreciation for that. I have a great appreciation for you. And I'm glad that we're still here and we can talk about that. But some of the things that you experienced it inspired me. Those things that you met the challenge, you know, you didn't have a small man complex, anything like that. You know, I looked at you and you were bold and, you know, you had friends that were tough. You were tough. Oh, yeah. And that empowered me because everywhere you went, you said, come on, Gary, let's go. You know, I mean, you like, you open the door, if you knew people, you would introduce me to them. And it's like, right. okay, that's my cuz. You know, he know these people, you know, so I'm right here with them too. I'm rubbing elbows with these guys, you know, and their toughness, you know. And right. so it empowered me with you having that power and you inspired me and empowered me and motivated me to be a bigger man. Right. Well, I'm glad to hear you say it. Say that, Gary. I uh, See, because when you... When you've come through the, the thicket by yourself, through the, you know, the, the, the what they call the, the rabbit, you know, when the rabbit run down through the thicket, you can't get it. Right. Because he's been through the thicket. He, he knows every turn. 
Well, you want to lead somebody else through because you, you're going to face the same thing. That's why it was so important. Like you said, I would introduce you to people. People is power. My reputation I got in West Dallas never was mine. It was the people I was with. I wasn't scared to be with killers. I wasn't scared to be with thieves and robbers. I wasn't even really as bad as them. The thing I knew, I knew when to shut up. You got to know when to be quiet. You got to know when to let these people control things. And they'll let you be with them for the rest of their lives because you're not out of order. And that's, just, that's the same thing. I learned those things, and I knew it was how important it was. When you come to West Dallas, you can drop my name, and somebody say, oh, yeah, I know. We know Don Harris. Man, yeah, what, you his cousin? Well, I think he just right. went down the street there. We're going to go get him for you. Uh, uh, he'll be around. Uh, let me go get me a phone. Let me call him if you're here. You know, it was very important for your for your survival because everybody come through West Dallas. If you don't say the right things, you could be in some serious trouble. Exactly. Don't act like you come over and see a girl. They'll say, yeah, she live right around that corner there and lead you right into a pack of jokers and to tear your head out. You don't come over and here and mess with no girls, you know. So I wanted you to, to, to know people because knowledge is power. Right. But, you know, I read, you know those books you named while ago from Uncle Mary? I got them right. in there right now. I right. got them books right now. And, I, and, right. and that's been the, the source of my energy is to read Augman. You ever heard of a guy named Augman Dito? Very good writer. Right. No, he's he's a he's a different lick. Uh uh but uh but Napoleon, yeah, got him. Got all that good stuff. Because those those books empowers you. You can educate yourself. You can educate yourself. You don't have to wait for no teachers. Matter of fact, the teachers can't educate you no way. They can teach you all day. If you don't apply yourself, you still ain't gonna get it. So I learned how to apply myself at home, you know. And, and, and reading books and, and getting the knowledge, first-hand knowledge. You know, if you want knowledge of the streets, get it from the streets. <laughs> you know, you get it. Right. You know, you can't just, you get it through experience. But anyway, get it. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you you said. And, and, and I've just been inspired by you, man. I've watched you. You're talking about you watching me. And say, yeah, you didn't know this. When we were children coming up, I was inspired by your energy. I just never said nothing to you about it. But you had a kind of you've been had the energy you got. You've been having since you was ten. You've always been hypered. You know you ready to do something. We played football, but you ready to better not get nobody the ball. They head coming off if they ain't holding it on tight. <laughs> you come around Gary, where he finna hit you. He finna drive you. He finna drive you, and he'll tell you, "I'm not stopping you. I'm stopping the ball." You know, you put the ball down, and you won't get hit. You know. <laughs> so I've been inspired by you, man, and, and the things you've gone through, and your personal testimony. Uh, uh, of your life, man, and and you're a very very remarkable person. You you are you just an outstanding person. I was you know nothing. I can't go through all that. But anyway, you made it. You made it. I can't figure it out. But you made you Gary, man. You 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 Gary, you great guy. And uh, I just appreciate you being my cousin. Appreciate you on my side. You and your oldest brother. Oh man, I looked up to your older brother Junior. That's where I got a lot of the boldness from because he wasn't scared of nothing. He was my he hero. Was, he oh, was man. my hero. Yeah, he Junior was, was hero. not afraid. I lived with him. He was not afraid of nothing. Junior was in the country. When we lived in the country. Where I stayed with Junior and I stayed together. He right. would leave, he would walk those country streets at night with no lights for miles. He had a girlfriend lived uptown. He would walk at night and come home. 
pitch dark and wasn't scared. He walked him. He was Junior was not afraid of nothing. So I got a lot of strength and energy from being around him. He was a little bit older than me, but I was just around him, and, and, right. you know, and he didn't show no fear of nothing. No, he was a great guy. He was a great guy. Well, you, you, you definitely his brother. <laughs> that Thank is you no so fear. much. Well, I, anyway, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, sit down and have a conversation with me. Uh, yeah. There are some uh, young men today, uh, they may not experience the same thing that you're experiencing, uh, but, you know, you have, like, guys that are going to be bullied and some guys oh, yeah. that are going to be out here and they uh, have a, you know, a mother that's raising them and they don't have a father in the, in the household. They may not have a big brother. Uh, right. They may have changes they're going through and, you know, they're, they're crying about this or that. And that mother, you know, she's trying to do the best she can, like right. you say, as a mother. But there's a lot of young men that need somebody they can look up to that would inspire them. And, yeah. you know, it's just so good that uh, you can share your experiences with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, with these young guys that don't have that, you know, yeah. they know that they can be a conqueror. If they change their thoughts, they can uh, motivate themselves to be yeah. better. They can motivate themselves to be stronger. You know, if they've got somebody they can look up to that might inspire them, you know, get that and cling to that. But uh, yeah. that's what this is all about. We're trying to uh, mm-hmm. inspire people and empower people and motivate people to be a better version of themselves. And we have been through the school of hard knocks. Oh, and man. so we know what it takes. And so it's all about sharing. And I'm real passionate about this. Anytime there's someone that's receptive, I'm ready to give it to him. Yeah. But anyway, we've uh, come to the let point me, where we've got to close this one out. Did you have something else you wanted to say? I just want to add this. I told you I was going to tell you before we ended what happened to my mother. This okay, man that she, the man that she married, he had given her some chewing gum. She was okay. under a spell. Oh, we found okay. this out later on in life. He had put something on her for her to turn against us like she did. Okay, I'm through. I just want to inject okay. that because my mother was a great lady. She and was. that's what happened to her. Okay. Uh, I was now, always curious about that, but I'm going yeah. to say this too before I close. Because I remember with your mother being my mother's sister and how close we used to be. Oh, man. And all yeah. of a sudden we couldn't see our cousins anymore. Oh, and my course. aunt wouldn't come around my mother. My mother never went into a lot of explanations. Uh, she said something about she had gotten married or something like that and told us about the name changes in the family. Yeah, and yeah. We're trying to remember the new names because our cousins' names were changed. And yeah. we didn't know exactly why that they were distancing themselves from us, and we didn't understand that. And mm-hmm. we didn't want to accept it, but we had to. Right. And so, yeah, I remember it well. I remember it well. But uh, anyway, she uh, uh, finally, you know, came through everything and, uh, got to be old self again, and you know yeah, I love yeah. Steph. I yeah, love yeah. Steph, and uh, she'll always be one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. appreciate you Thank sharing your story, and uh, appreciate you being who you are. And like I said, I don't care, man, how tall I may get in life, man. I'll always look up to you. Thank <laughs> you for thank being you. my cousin. All God right. bless you. Thank you, God and you. thank you for okay. having me on. Bye bye. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to close this one out. Hopefully it inspires somebody and empowers somebody and motivated somebody, motivated somebody to be a better version of themselves. So next time.